Welcome to the Mindful Career Transitions Podcast. This is the show for you if you've had success in your current career, yet you feel like there must be a more fulfilling way to spend your day. Listen in as we share wisdom, career change tips, and expertise on making a mindful transition to a fulfilling and meaningful career. Here's your host, Liesl Teversham. Hello and welcome again to our wonderful listeners and I'm really excited to introduce you to my guest today, Michael Bloom, whom I've interviewed before and we had just a fabulous conversation on the topic of self-care for caregivers. So we're going to ask him today some different questions around um, building a business of your own and what works and what was challenging and a few things that he's learned on his way because as we're going through a career transition, maybe some of our thoughts are, should I start a business or should I work for an employer again? So we'd love to hear from Michael some wisdom about this topic today. So let me share with you about Michael and what he's been up to. And he's got an incredible, um, he's, he's been doing incredibly valuable work in the area of caregiving. Um, he is a certified professional coach and caregiving without regret expert. And Michael Bloom has helped to revitalize the careers of hundreds of family and professional caregivers with practical, tactical, soul-saving coping strategies and support them in saving lives, including their own. And I think that is so important, including their own. With a wealth of practical expertise as both a family and professional caregiver, Michael serves as a welcome and sought-after catalyst to guide caregivers and health and human services leaders to stay energized and committed to work that has never been more important or vital than it is today. Having earned two master's degrees in psychology and social policy, Michael's passion for lifelong learning is best expressed through the practical sharing of game-changing tips that make urgent and real impact when and where they are needed most. Now, Michael does a whole uh, lot of different um, things around this, and I will ask him at the end to share more about his work. And for now, I just want to say welcome, Michael. It's been Really such a privilege to be able to have you here with us today. Well, Liesl, it's always an honor and a pleasure to have uh, a dialogue with you uh, that could be uh, both motivational for ourselves, but also helpful for your listeners. So thank you for inviting me. Thank you, Michael. And yes, I love the idea that we are just benefiting from this conversation (laughs) as much as our listeners. So thank you to our listeners as well for joining us today. So, Michael, I know usually when we start a business, you know, it's not a straight road. It's kind of a windy road and things tend to not go exactly as planned. That's what I found in any case and many other business owners. Can you please share with us how it worked for you? I know you you, you came from a different career and I'd love for you to share with us how that road worked for you and how it came to where you are in your, uh, your with your business today. Well, that's a great question. So, yeah, every journey uh, to starting a business, there may be some similarities or parallels, but we all are on our unique journey of life. And for me, uh, I have been working in the field supporting individuals with developmental and intellectual disabilities. Um, in fact, I have more than 20 years experience uh, as uh, in the field uh, serving as both 
starting my career as a direct support professional serving adults with autism and then working up the administrative chain and uh, and had served in leadership roles um, in, in a few different nonprofit organizations. Uh, back in 2009, when my dad be- suddenly became terminally ill, he had been the primary caregiver for my mother. Um, and he ended up with vascular dementia. He could no longer take care of himself or her. <laughs> they were elder parents. So I set my career aside and ended up stepping in as an only child uh, to provide full-time caregiving for them both. So that became my, my focus uh, for about a year and a half. Um, after my dad passed and I you know, got into transition and really set the goal with my mom that I wanted to keep her out of nursing home care, um, I then launched my coaching and consulting business uh, to uh, help fellow caregivers, you know, take care of themselves while they're taking care of their loved ones, but also provide some non-profit consulting in the field I came from. So it was more of a part-time venture at first. My my main focus was to have the home-based business flexibility to care for my mom who needed round-the-clock care. Uh, and uh, But then over time, uh, as I started to grow my business and I hired um, mentors to work with in, in the business development field. Uh, I was able to, after my mom ended up passing in 2012, really within, I'd say, five or six months of her passing, make the shift really going into gear with it being a full-time business. So that was my, you know, my journey. It was initially a part-time venture and then became my full-time passion. It was my passion throughout the journey because I, I always wanted to help I mean, throughout my career, I was in a position to help to lead and inspire uh, teams of professionals to support the most vulnerable in society. And it it was not that, fortunately, it was not that great of a leap for me to do the same with family caregivers. But as you know, Liesl, the the challenge of learning online marketing is a whole different animal from doing in-person consultation. So maybe if you want, we can explore some of that in a moment. Mm, that that would be an amazing topic because um, it's almost like we can do the thing that we love. That that is when we work for ourselves. We can do the thing that we love. Like I help clients to find meaningful careers as well. But the the marketing and getting the word out is such a different journey than uh, the thing that we know how to do. So that is almost like a a topic, you know, like we know, like you said, um, we need to go on courses and stuff to sometimes learn what what the heck, how do I get my my business out there? And how do I let people know that I now do this work? So, so on that note, perhaps this fits into the next question that I have for you, Michael, what, what is the most challenging part of owning and running your business? Well, the most challenging part, and especially when you're first starting, is you're really uh, somewhat isolated, you know, because you're doing everything on your own, you know. So those of us that are used to kind of traditional corporate jobs, you report to an employer, you're, you know, you you have things that you know you need to accomplish, and then you know at the end of a pay period, you're going to get a paycheck. But when you're running your own business, there's no guarantee of income. So, and you tend to do, especially in the beginning, every component of the business, which is, um, it, which includes administrative uh, responsibilities as well, scheduling of appointments, um, really planning your calendar, being disciplined with the activities uh, that you need to undertake, and always be learning, but also focus on marketing. And I think one of the things I would suggest to folks really at the beginning. Um, 
is to focus on one or two areas in the area of marketing and getting the word out first that meet what your um, you know that will help you reach your where your target audience is. So for me, there were really two platforms that I used right you know early on that I wanted to learn. And as you know, Liesl, we both come from being a book authors. So I wrote and published the Accidental Caregiver Survival Guide in 2013. So getting a book with my expertise and from my book writing mentor, Donna Kozik, really, uh, I had a big business card that really became a new gateway of opportunity uh, to getting um, my expertise and my support into the hands of caregivers from anywhere around the world. Um, And also people like folks that have books that showcase expertise. So it really led to me quickly getting booked um, for uh, paid speaking engagements. People wanted me, especially in my local area of Boston, Massachusetts, um, I became well-known over the course of the year as a as a local Boston elder care expert, having taken care of my parents, and then uh, also supporting other caregivers to do the same. So really, for me, it was the book platform, and then also having a um, video webinar or marketing platform so that I could train caregivers without borders. And that's where I decided to master using Google Hangouts for webinars. And in fact, I've been able to start a second business around that because many fellow authors, coaches, consultants want to have a powerful online platform and Hangouts leverages uh, the the powerful search engines of Google and YouTube. So, and they're really... Um, live engaging sessions that I've been able to put on for caregivers as well as, uh, you know, for colleagues um, in our field. So hopefully that's answering what you wanted. <laughs> mm, that's fabulous, Michael. And, you know, the thing that I want to point out another that I just get so strongly from you is when we start a new business or a new career or something, we may have no idea where this is going to end up for us. But if we want to know the end before we start, we'll never start. So, you know, is, is that something that, that also speaks to you is just start the journey? Yeah, start the journey. And the other thing I would say to folks is don't delay taking action. When I first got into business, I wanted to have the perfect program before I released it. So I would think about developing my offering fully in terms of all the content before I might consider releasing it. Um, This past summer with Google Hangouts, I actually um, launched my uh, Caregiving Thrival Kit group program, um, and I hosted a a training webinar to share the four steps to thriving as a caregiver. And through this sort of uh, webinar plus some encores, I was able to get a group of over 50 caregivers to say yes to participate in my first four-week boot camp. But I didn't create the program fully beforehand. I took them on a journey of co-creating the program with me. I had an outline of what I wanted to cover. We had four fabulous weeks together. It's now available for you know investment for folks on demand. But the idea is Figure out what your target market wants, get feedback from them, and then deliver. Don't feel like you have to develop the perfect program, the perfect content before you promote it. You know, test your market, promote first, develop later. Mm-hmm. Because if you if you invest weeks, months, or a half a year on developing a program and your target market doesn't want to consume it, 
then it's just going to sit and collect dust or sit somewhere in your file on your computer and never be consumed. So just because we think our our target audience or market wants what we have to share doesn't mean they think they need it. So that's the whole thing. You need to you need to share that your solution, your expertise will provide direct uh, will solve your clients or your target market's pain mm-hmm. and get them to a place that they uh, feel like is their what would be their pain free place or their pleasure island. If you could determine that and determine ahead of time what they need, you can create as you go along. Beautiful. And it just really, really speaks to just make a start. And it doesn't have to be perfect before we get started. We can refine along the way. But if we wait for the perfect answer before we start, we will just sit there and collect dust on ourselves. (laughs) We will. (laughs) Wow, Michael, that is fabulous advice for anybody who wants to start a business because a business in in essence, I guess, is solving a problem for somebody else. And it must be something that somebody is willing to pay us. Otherwise, it's not a business. It will be a hobby. Correct. So that is fabulous advice for anybody who's thinking about starting a business. Start thinking what problem is it, it is that you can solve for somebody else. Do I have the knowledge or the skills or the tools to help a person find the solution? Like Michael talks about the Pleasure Island. Can I take them to Pleasure Island? And then make a start and, and um, find your, where your target audience is hanging out and um, make a start from there. I love that. And Michael, now that your business is up and running and it's, really does sound pretty successful and very fulfilling to me, all the activities that you're busy with. What is the best thing for you about owning and running your business? Can can you repeat the last part of that? I'm sorry, Liesl. With pleasure. What is the best thing about owning and running your business? Well, the best thing is just the ability to, uh, since I never would have imagined uh, five years ago that I would be interacting with people from around the world. Look, we saw we're in two different continents and yeah. we're having this discussion, right? So if I didn't start my business or you didn't start your business, we wouldn't be having this type of dialogue right now. Yeah. And I just meet some incredibly inspiring people. And knowing that I can have some impact on the quality of life of someone, not just in my own country, but from another part of the world that I could even even have in my wildest dreams, imagine that I would connect with. It's just, it's just so amazing because with technology now, we're not just limited to working with people in our own backyard. Although I get great pleasure and great energy from in-person work that I do with live speaking engagements in person, you know, motivational workshops, um, uh, nonprofit consultation that I do. There's, you know, there is that great energy. But now with the technology, with Hangouts, Google Hangouts, or other things, I can replicate that energy because I can actually interact in real time with somebody, no matter where they sit around the world. And just to go back to a prior thing we mentioned earlier, one of my co- one of my great friends and colleagues, John Schumacher favorite quote, my favorite quote of his is about connection and not perfection. So as you're building these relationships, it's okay that we have a stumble. The idea is to be of service, be of value, be deeply genuine and deeply connect with the folks that you're meant uh, to support. And, And that will make all the difference in the world. 
I really love that and I do so agree Michael through some of the learnings I've done as well is that marketing these days if we want to reach people and people who really want to work with us it's not anymore about blasting them with here's what I offer this is what I have this is what I can do for you it's about the deep connection and I really love that you brought that to our attention absolutely Michael, is there a roadblock or a challenge that you overcame in your business? And if you can share with us perhaps what it was and how you solved it. Sure. Well, the one thing I want to say, um, roadblocks are common, right? The one thing about developing our own business, it's not a linear path. I think many of us, and when I grew up, you know, was under the impression, you know, we go to grade school. So when your grades are numbered, right, one, two, three, four, up to, you know, 12th grade or, you know, and you graduate and then you have college and you have, if you go on to college, you have years. And then when you get uh, a job in the corporate world, there may be ladders that you can move up, you know, sort of in the ranks. Well, when you were running your own business, the, the trajectory of the business is not linear, it's it's more of a zigzag, and I would refer to it as being inspired. So whenever I've encountered roadblocks, and typically <laughs> the roadblocks for me have been when, um, you know, technology hasn't performed <laughs> the way that I expect. In fact, I just had a issue a few weeks ago um, in the midst of travel uh, that um, I had a uh, computer crash. Um, and as you know, we, so we talked about this, I, I got an infection and had to have a wisdom tooth extracted. So the roadblocks have been personal health or health of a loved one I've cared for. The mm-hmm. idea is persevere, be resilient, realize this, whatever you're going through is only temporary and you can work through it and to try not to be discouraged when those moments happen. It's really about our energy and attitude with it. A material item can be replaced. Um, health, hopefully you can see your doctor and and get what you need for treatment. If it's something more significant, the one thing I have to say is I have met some amazing people who even with battling through some of the scariest illnesses or cancer or Parkinson's still find ways to contribute in amazing ways um, and uh, continue their personal and professional development. So the idea is realize with any stumble, it's temporary and that the business development journey is not linear. That is such great advice, whether we have a business or not, you know, just in if you're in a career being, you know, employed by somebody, we have these same stumbling blocks, a project is due tomorrow, and suddenly our computer crashes, or a child gets really sick, or life will keep coming, and challenges will always be there. But I love what you said about it's temporary, not to be discouraged, persevere, and just work through it one step at a time. What beautiful. Thank you. Yeah. And um, so if if you had from all of this wisdom that you've um, gained and from all the experiences, Michael, because I know it's been a few years now that you've been on this journey, if you could think of a tip or a piece of advice that you give that you could give someone who is thinking about starting their own business, what would that be? 
So I would say uh, my my tip would be, and I heard this recently from somebody who one of my live speaking engagements actually said this to me, and it really was a neat way to say it, is you seem to have the magic with turning lemons into lemonade, meaning my own caregiving journey. So if you have lemons, uh, that could be some personal struggle or challenge that you've had, or maybe you're dissatisfied. Maybe you're currently working uh, in a in a traditional corporate job, and you and you're craving freedom. Um, you just figure out what your path is to turning your lemons into lemonade. And the other thing I would say is be okay with going at your own pace. If you're in a job, and even if you're not so happy, you can start your you can start your own venture part time. And then make a decision down the line. I think if I was to be doing things over again and I didn't have the caregiving situation with my parents and I knew what I knew now, I would still, in the beginning, I would have um, been in the corporate world still and been trying to create my independent business at the same time and then shift full time. Fortunately, my, my, uh, my kind of regular job at that point, as you can say, was the caregiving responsibilities. So... The idea is your path. Don't let somebody else tell you what is your path should be. Feel inspired by your path. And, and no decision that you make is irreversible. So realize that as well. I mean, you can, you can change course. And many times in business, uh, you can't get complacent. Uh, that you know you may have a good few months, but the idea is you need to keep developing, moving. This, the idea of business, running a business, and and developing your business, and then making it sustainable, it's not a, it's not a sprint. It's a marathon. So put on your comfy clothes, get in your comfy shoes, and be ready for the long journey. But the rewards are so great if you can if you can go through the inspired path and not expect it to be a linear path. Mm. Oh boy, Michael, I think you could write your next book about this. <laughs> you, you, you really, really are inspiring in the way that you bring across these principles that, um, that can be really of such big support in a, in when we are creating a business because it, it isn't a simple thing. It isn't a, a linear path. It doesn't always work the way we want it to and it doesn't always have the outcome that we, wish it would so if we can keep these very inspiring principles close to our head and heart the journey is going to be much more pleasant so what i also hear from you michael is that building a business can be a journey of personal and personal growth and development it, it absolutely can building a business is is i think one of the most remarkable ways um, for personal growth and, and development because you are going to learn a whole bunch of new things and be um, be okay with making yourself a bit uncomfortable at times. I mean, if the whole journey was comfortable, that it wouldn't be so challenging. So test things that you wouldn't normally test. Try technology you wouldn't normally try. Be, you know, experiment, practice, find friends and colleagues who may be willing to practice with you using certain technology. So, so again, be, be open to new experiences. There's no, uh, it, it, it offers great, uh, reward, um, both monetarily, but also for your spirit. If you're able to know that your, 
knowledge and expertise and what you're putting together in your own business can help positively transform the lives of the people you're supporting. Mm. Wow, what wonderful, wonderful guidance and words. Um, Michael, I'm very sure that there will be people out there who's ears perked up at the sound of your key caving without regret brand and your book and some of the work that you've been mentioning with google hangouts and so on please will you share with us how people can get in touch with you and if you've got a learning opportunity or something um you know in the near future please share or something like you mentioned about um uh, that's available ongoing we'd love to hear from you now Oh, absolutely. Well, I I would encourage anyone to come visit me over at caregivingwithoutregret.com. That's my website. And uh, if you need, um, right on the site, on the on the homepage, you can get access to um, my top five online resources that are free that I recommend to every caregiver that I work with um, that can help them. Uh, uh, take care of themselves and uh, while they're taking care of their loved ones. Uh, and from the site, you can also learn more about the Caregiving Thrival Kit that I mentioned earlier. But I would also encourage folks that, that are listening, if you have any questions about what I've shared, as, as Liesl knows, I enjoy meeting new people. So just feel free to shoot me an email at support at caregivingwithoutregret.com. And uh, we'll be happy to... Uh, uh, get to know you a bit better. Mm, that's great, Michael. And please just mention your book and um, how the book can help people who are in a caregiving role at the moment. Absolutely. So my book, The Accidental Caregiver Survival Guide, Your Roadmap to Caregiving Without Regret, provides a roadmap basically for caregivers uh, so that when they're taking care of a loved one, they do it in a way <laughs> that they can provide the best possible support to those they're caring for, but also get life for themselves. So they don't suffer from the two main regrets that I know caregivers uh, can be susceptible to. One is regret over personal and professional opportunities that they pass up uh, while being all in for their loved one. And the other is for things that they may do or say because they and the person they're caring for are going hand in hand, traveling hand in hand through some of the scariest uh, uh, things that we ever have to face in our lives, which is uh, a really debilitating illness, injury, or disability. So it's understandable. And to, and the, really, the book provides tools and resources for caregivers uh, to take care of themselves organize what they need for support and get the help they need when they need it. So the book is available on Amazon. But again, if you come to caregivingwithoutregret.com, you can get more information about the book as well. Beautiful. And that is, I, I have to say that I've recommended it to so many people and many people have found huge benefit from your words of wisdom there, Michael, from somebody who's walked the road and um, experience it for themselves. So thank you for putting this work out there in the world. And I don't know how on earth time flies like this, but we've sort of come to the end of a wonderful 30 minutes together. And I would want to know if there's one more little tip or piece of advice or a little action step or something that you would recommend people take if they're thinking about starting a business or even considering changing a career. 
Absolutely. So the the first thing I would say, and I and it's the same mantra that I actually use for my for the caregivers I have the honor and privilege to support, is put chocolate in your pillbox. <laughs> so uh, our calendars are filled with everything that we must do, should do for caregivers. It's filled with medical appointments and and other tasks and responsibilities associated with caregiving, or if we're still working at the same time, all of our work needs and we very rarely put things that give us joy in our calendar. And the idea is the pillbox is a metaphor for the calendar. The chocolate is a metaphor for what gives you joy. So I'm not recommending that people replace their prescription medications with chocolate, although I do believe chocolate has some <laughs> healing and energizing pract- uh, <laughs> properties <laughs> as, a, as, a, as a chocoholic. But it's so important because when you are starting a business and developing your business, it can feel like a lonely journey. Just like being a caregiver can often feel like a lonely journey. So it's really key that you put things in your calendar that you look forward to and do them because you want to keep your energy up. Because running, developing and running a sustainable business, as I said before, it's a marathon and not a sprint. And you need the energy to get through uh, everything that you're going to come, that, that's going to come your way through the journey, both the ups and the sometimes the downs. So it's been a great ple- pleasure, Weasel. I, I've really enjoyed uh, conversing with you as always and, uh, and look forward to hearing from any listeners that reach out. Thank you so much, Michael. It was a very big privilege for me to speak with you again and hear your words of wisdom, specifically all the things you shared about how people can even begin to think about running a business and what's important in that. So thank you so much for joining us and making the time out of your busy calendar um, to spend time with us. My pleasure. And to all our listeners, thank you very much for tuning in today. If you want to hear more words of wisdom about making a career change mindfully, you can go to SavvySelfGrowth.com for articles, other interviews, and the show notes of today's episode with Michael. Of course, if you need help with, or with finding a career that you will adore and love, please contact me through the website. And remember that a fulfilling career is a journey that involves the wisdom of your heart. And like Michael shared today, it may take a little time and we may need to use the lemons on our journey to make lemonade. And like he shared, the rewards are so incredible. Thank you so much for tuning in today. For other inspiring guests and articles on career change and the notes of today's show, be sure to visit SavvySelfGrowth.com. Download your free gift while you're there. Thank you for sharing this show with a friend. Remember, a mindful career transition is a journey that involves the wisdom of the heart.